Hi there, and welcome to Call of the Week. I'm Ginger Rousey, and our guest today is Dr. Larry Steckel. Larry, how are you today? Well, I'm good. It's uh, good to be back. Been it seemed like a lot of meetings lately uh, across the state, and, and indeed in other states. In case you didn't know this, Dr. Steckel is also the current president of the Weed Science Society of America. He's fresh off the meeting, which was national meeting that was held in New Orleans, and Dr. Steckel, resistance was a big topic at your meeting, and you have some news to share with all of us. Sure, Ginger. So we just got back from the meeting, and that was one of the big topics was the continued documentation of, of evolution of our, a lot of our weeds to herbicides, and most notably Palmer Amaranth. And it was just in some of the news. I think Delta Farm Press had an article from the folks in Arkansas, and they've documented Palmer Amaranth that uh, is showing well, eight to nine-fold resistance to dual herbicide, which we've been leaning on for years and years uh, to give us weed control, particularly of Palmer pigweed, but of grasses as well. Um, so that that was, you know, I guess not 100% surprising, but you hate it because uh, it's been such the big backbone for, for helping on Palmer Amaranth. And this is especially important for Tennessee producers because the location in Arkansas is, is very close to Tennessee. Yeah, that's right. So they actually had two sites uh, right across the river from us in Crittenden County. I've actually been to the sites a few years ago, and you can see the Mississippi River from there. So as the Palmer pigweed pollen flies with the resistance genes in it, it's very likely we have it on our side of the river. And in fact, Right along the river, uh, we've actually been doing some research the last two years on Palmer Amaranth that appears to have some ramped up tolerance as well to some herbicides. So it's a concern on our side of the river for sure. The, the study found resistance to dual. What about the other group 15 herbicides? Was there an effect with them? Sure. So the um, group 15 scores dual and then the others in that group. So like, like you were saying, so Zidua, Warrant, Outlook, um, there was some slippage on those as well. So the resistance ratio for dual was, was pretty high, eight to nine fold. Uh, more tolerant. Uh, for those other herbicides, Zidua, Warrant, and, and uh, Outlook, it was somewhere between one and a half to three. So a little bit of slippage, but they're still giving us good good control all in all. So you've seen the research that they did in, in Arkansas. I mean, how does this uh, resistance compare to, to some of the resistance that we've seen to other herbicides? So that was probably the most concerning aspect of this is it looks like Palmer Amaranth has kind of upped its game with becoming resistant to herbicides. Uh, prior to this, it's always been side of action. So it's been very specific to one herbicide when the resistance develops. This is looking more like it's metabolic resistance, which gives more broader spectrum resistance to a lot of things. So it's not a probably a surprise that in our worst PPO resistant area, this is the area where we're first starting to see some dual resistance because it's starting to look like we may have a little linkage there to where the resistance we're starting to see develop in some of the PPOs may be bridging over and doing dual and outlook and some of these other herbicides. Um, it's, it's, and it's something that they're also seeing with Palmer's cousin, water hemp, up in the Midwest. So where do we go from here? I, you, I know you just said we don't want to get rid of dual completely because it is still working in a lot of ways. So what, what's your advice moving forward? Well, we don't have a lot of other places to go. If I, we had some <laughs> sure slam dunk way, boy, that's what we jump on, right? But uh, we don't. So we've still got to use these group 15 herbicides. They still need to be the backbone. We can't forget the glyphosate-resistant grass 
species have really become more and more of an issue and dual still going to give us a lot of uh, traction on those also the other group 15 herbicides where we don't need to stop is just using those we've got to incorporate other herbicides in there that also help one of the ones in soybeans that comes to mind right away is metribuzin and getting it into the mix with these group 15 herbicides it will not just help us on palmer but it'll also help us a lot on the grasses as well. And having two somewhat effective modes of action out there at the same time can really help us manage these weeds. All right, Larry, any last words? Yeah, I think one of the things I really wanted to point out is on our side of the river, on, on the sites we're looking at that look like they have some similar type resistance to what they're seeing in Arkansas, those fields aren't growing up weedy messes. I mean, to me, that's a positive. Uh, there's a lot of downer information on these herbicides not working, but those farmers there are managing their Palmer amaranth, even though a lot of these herbicides we've been using are starting to be uh, pretty sketchy on their control. And they're doing it because they're not relying on one thing. They're implementing cover crops, uh, something outside of the jug. They are using different herbicide modes of action that are effective on Palmer pigweed throughout the year. And they're even maybe chasing some with a hoe when they see it out in the field. So uh, trying to uh, tackle these things in an integrated approach, we can, still, we can still control these weeds. Glad to end on a positive note. Gotcha. <laughs> 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 Thanks so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Call of the Week. If you're listening through utcrops.com, great. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite podcast apps, such as Podbean, Stitcher, Castbox. So look for us there if you, if you want to find us a little faster than every Thursday through the UT Crops newsletter. But of course, we always appreciate you listening any way you can find us. I'm Ginger Rousey, and we'll talk next week. Call of the Week is brought to you by the University of Tennessee Institute of Agriculture and utcrops.com.